Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Oh, one of my favorites is coming up here in a moment. I got to spend a full week with Cloud and Townsend in Southern Cal in a week-long intensive. It was outstanding. It was really good. I think there were 20, 30 of us there, and it was epic. Until we got into the applied learning, where you had to go into these rooms and you had to work this stuff out in small groups. Oh, okay. yeah, that's hard. I got dicey. Oh, yeah. I it's got practic- dicey real practicality, quick. Practicality, man. I had to use the restroom a lot. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> My stomach's hurting. I don't know yeah, why. Not feeling good. No, it was great. I threw myself into it. It was a dynamite thing. You know, you you got to keep learning and growing. And you got to be. Can I throw in a nugget for today really quickly, please? Yes. Never outgrow your need to receive input and teachability. I, don't grow too old to be corrected on anything. I had a phenomenal discussion with a with a guy yesterday, and I said to him, I said, brother, you would do well to listen to someone on your staff who is a 20-something, actually a 30-something, because I said, I've got one of those, and I've given this guy carte blanche to tell me when my ideas are just straight up stupid and to tell me when we need tweaks. Biggest blessing ever. That's awesome. It's awesome. You got to, if you can't, if you hold on to, you should have a few core convictions that you're willing to go to the wall for. I'll say this, go to prison for, I've got them. I'll go to, I'll go to the clink for the gospel. I will. I'll go to the clink. But I, but there's beyond a very short doctrinal statement. Yeah. There's a whole lot of stuff that I'm willing to be tweaked on, especially the execution of things like the Great Commission, making disciples, things like that. That's the purview that I work in. And you just you just can't be that guy that just grows so old. You just got nothing to learn because we all do. Absolutely. And that kind of sets up where we're going here with Henry. Henry Cloud's with us here, guys. He's the boundaries expert. Yeah. That's what he's been called. He's written, I mean, a book that's bestseller many times over on boundaries. And he really has done some great work in this area. Phenomenal work. Cloud and Townsend are just great thinkers. And these guys teamed up many years ago. And by the way, boundaries is kind of like five love languages. I don't know. Where these people come from, but for three decades, they just keep buying these books. Yeah. And it's because it's making a change. Boundaries are not walls. But they are ways to protect things. We're going to talk about it coming up with our man, Henry Cloud. How much time do we have? Get time to play a song or are we behind the eight ball here? Uh, I recommend we don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm with coming Jonathan. up. <laughs> minute and a half. We'll jump in. Dr. Cloud. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. There's a misconception, Allie, we've lived this before, that love has no boundaries. Right. That if we're going to be Christ followers, disciples of Christ, we misinterpret or misapply love that there's never any boundaries, guardrails, nothing that kind of puts a buffer between us and maybe toxic people. Mm -hmm. 
So we sometimes struggle in a relationship feeling like used or taken advantage of or kind of tromped on and go, is there's got this doesn't feel right, but I'm not really sure how to make it stop. And then and then we get and then we blow up, we lose lose our cool. And then we go back to our room and we're like, oh, for <laughs> crying out loud, I screwed it up again. And for some reason, the holiday season in oh, particular. My can be ripe for these type of interactions. We got a treat for you right now. Dr. Henry Cloud is with us. He is a phenomenal communicator on leadership, expertise, clinical psychologist, New York Times bestselling author, and he's with us right now. He is a boundaries expert. What we just described, are we accurate in that? Is there anything we're missing in terms of how these interactions often uh, start to fester? You painted the picture of the problems pretty well. (laughs) One thing I would sort of tweak a little bit, you know, we talk about love has no boundaries. The problem is that love was, was never meant to live by itself. You know, we have a God who absolutely unconditional love, limitless love, but his love sits right married to, in fact, the psalmist says that in him, Mercy and righteousness have kissed each other. They have indeed even met. So it sits intertwined with truth. And so if we love, but we're not loving with truth and the right expectations for how love operates, it never comes to its full fruition. And so when people are infinitely loving, but they don't have some really good expectations of how love works, then the love is going to turn into enabling or abuse or a bunch of other stuff. So what is a boundary? Well, a boundary is basically a property line. You know, if you live in a house or an apartment, you got a property line. And what a property line does is it defines you versus your neighbor. And so once we have a property line and we know who you are, then what does that property line say? It says, well, you own the rights or rent the rights to have control of that property. You're responsible for that property. And you're also free from your neighbor. Your neighbor can't trespass is the word the Bible uses. Hop over the fence and just paint your house green if they want to. They can't do that. That's a trespass. It defines where you end and somebody else begins. We have boundaries within the Trinity of the personalities, but they're also one. And that's been passed on to all of creation. You know, we are in the body of Christ. We are one, but we're also separate. And that's how love can thrive, because separate people have free choice to love each other well. So why is it that so often we can feel guilty or maybe even a sense of fear when it comes to setting boundaries with people, sometimes people we love? You know, love is a straight line, goes forever. But what we choose to do and not do is a dotted line. And sometimes we say yes, and sometimes we say no. And a lot of people have been punished or made to feel guilty or, you know, manipulated or cajoled or a bunch of stuff for saying no. Jesus is very clear. No is not a sin. It's a complete sentence. You don't have to explain it or justify it. Right. He said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And anything past that, he says, it's not good. Give us an example. Let's role play this one, Henry. So here's a scenario. Uh, let's go with a an adult who has a parent and the expectations is for a certain Christmas tradition. And they don't want to do that tradition. It flies in the face of what they not only believe, let's say, but 
a new tradition that this person and their spouse are forming themselves. How in the world do you broach that and try to hold on to that relationship? Here's a big, big problem. When we try to solve any problem just in the moment without having a bigger context and understanding yeah. that problem lives in, then, you know, we're in trouble. You know, if you're talking about that particular scenario, you know, you're talking about somebody that's an adult, they got their own, you know, life and family now. That's just in a context that the Bible's already said you're supposed to leave and cleave. And so now that's your primary family, right? And so you've got to realize that when you said the expectation is to do this or that, expectations, the phrase I use is they should be mutually agreed upon expectations. That's good. If somebody's got a wish for me to come or for us to come, it's very important. And most people I know do this well. They sit down and there's a clear understanding of how we're going to treat holidays. Sometimes we'll come. Sometimes we want to focus on our own family. And you got to set the expectations right to begin with. Now, once that's done, when somebody starts to try to do the guilt message or whatever, you have a response. You say, gosh, I'm so sorry that that's, that's sad for you or frustrating for you. We'd, lo- you know, we'd like to be with everybody, too. But this year, you know, this is what we're going to do. So the basic formula I like to give people is you empathize with their frustration and you kindly hold the limit. Dr. Henry Cloud, our guest right now. Coming up, let's wrestle with this one. I am seeing a trend particularly with younger people where the issue of boundaries comes up a lot and you hear words like toxic and narcissist and and younger people I'm not picking on you but drawing very hard lines and saying I can't be around this person this is triggering to me all of this language that right, is Allie. become a part of the subculture for an entire generation what do we do with this how do we keep boundaries in a healthy way and can it go too far coming up with Dr. Henry Cloud Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, we're talking boundaries. I know you're headed into the holiday season, holiday gathering, and you want to have good interactions with people. Dr. Henry Cloud, our guest right now, can the boundaries talk go too far? I'm seeing a trend, particularly among younger people, Gen Z, young millennials, of lots of boundary setting to the point of people are being cut off. This person is toxic to me. This person is a narcissist. Are you seeing the same thing? And can it go too far? Well, I don't think it goes too far. I think it goes down a wrong road. Mm, Okay. Uh, You know, boundaries should be going down the road of making love work better. That's good. That's what boundaries serve. You know, God gave us his laws. Those are his boundaries. And he said, I want you to love, but here's how I want you to do it. I don't want you enabling somebody. If you're not confronting them about a problem, then you are part of the problem. If you're not setting limits with an addict or an abusive person or something like that, it says that you share in the guilt. That's what a codependent does. They're kind of part of the problem. Here's the problem. When you have people that have weaponized boundaries, Mm. I get angry letters from some family members sometimes. Well, my daughter read your book and now she won't talk to us. And, you know, she's doing exactly what you said. If you read the book, what the book actually says is if your daughter has a problem with you, she goes to you in private lovingly and she tries to work it out. And if you listen 
to the problem, Jesus said, then you guys resolve it, and they've won you over. Boundaries have served love. But if you're mean and bad and abusive and all that, and you won't listen, then it says take two or three others. Call your pastor in or go see a counselor with them or get a sibling to go with you and say, look, this, you know, when you come over at Thanksgiving and get drunk all the time and scream at my kids, that's not okay. So now we're still using boundaries to restore the relationship. Mm. And it's just to go down a process till finally you say, I want to be around you. I want to love you. But as long as you do this, this, and this, then I can't come over. But that's not to weaponize them just because you said I something I didn't like. I'll never talk to you again. That kind of stuff is just not anywhere helpful to anybody. Sometimes situations are so bad that after you've tried everything, then I got to stay separate until you decide to change and not do this anymore. And then when they come back, you reconcile. And if they don't, you don't. But I know what it's like when somebody gets triggered. I've treated PTSD for decades. When somebody is triggered, they are wounded and incapacitated. And they are really I mean, you have deeply, something has deeply, deeply hurt them, okay? A lot of times I see people using the word, well, you triggered me, and they're not being vulnerable or incapacitated. They've gone on the, they're on the attack. The Bible's very clear about you give and serve and help the vulnerable, the weak, the oppressed. But if somebody's being reactive kind of way, if they're being attacking, then that's not a proper use of setting limits. Yeah. Allie, I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, This is such an important discussion now with uh, Dr. Henry Cloud. So let's go back to this. I think there's a lot of people that know, boy, I really need to set some boundaries. And they want to do it right. They want to get it right. But they're so afraid, almost paralyzed, of being rejected, of being discounted, of being misunderstood. How do you help people... There's thousands right now listening, going, that's my issue. I know I need to set boundaries, but I'm too afraid. I'm scared. Yeah. What do you say? Where do we go? You know, a lot of times the feeling that somebody has is I'll be rejected and I'll be alone or I'll be rejected or they'll come back. And that means I'm bad. All right. Now that is a subjective feeling that comes from a part of our brain. That's all or nothing. And so they go into this, if this person gets mad at me or they reject me, I'm, you know, I'm isolated in the universe. Well, that makes sense if developmentally, if you learned that when you said no or set a boundary or something, either somebody punished you or abandoned you, and that was, for example, a parent, that is everybody. To a child, one rejection is the whole world and you're alone. So back to your question, if somebody's feeling that way, the first thing I would say is then you're not ready to do it. Hmm. What you've got to do is make sure you're not alone. You've got to get with a good friend or two and a counselor. And so to make sure you have the support, A, to be able to help you to do this well and to know that if somebody goes off on you that that you're not alone in the universe and you're not bad. And that's why people go to boundaries groups or codependency groups or whatever, to have an island of community to work with that difficult person from. So good. And then secondly, if you got those, you know, I'm showing my age here, I sort of say tapes in your head. We don't use tapes anymore. (laughs) But whatever's going on up there. Voices in your head that tell you you're bad, then... You know, I'd say get with a good get with a good shrink and let's rewrite that code because you got to get that stuff out of your head. And let me give you two 
two things the Bible says that apply to what you just said. You know, in the passage about giving in Second Corinthians 9, where Paul, he says, give as you have purposed in your heart, number one. So I've chosen, I'm going to spend this amount of time with this person, and that's how I purpose, and I'm not going to spend that amount of time, or I'm going to give this amount of money and not that amount of money, this amount of money of energy or whatever. So I got to know what I want to give. I got a budget of giving, right? So then it says, give as you purpose in your heart, not begrudgingly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. Begrudgingly is when we've been pressured into something from the outside and we're not giving, we're giving in. Okay. We had decided that we're caving. And then after begrudgingly, it says, or under compulsion. Begrudgingly is pressure from the outside, but under compulsion is pressure from inside your own head. You feel compelled. You don't have a choice. I'll feel bad if I do this. So you got to work that stuff out in your head. And that's why we have shrinks. <laughs> Dr. Henry Cloud, our guest right now. When we talk about a conversation of like boundaries, I think most of our questions have been aimed at the person who's wanting to set good boundaries. How do I know, though, yeah. if I'm the difficult person, if I'm the person that's causing others in my life to feel like they need boundaries to kind of protect themselves from me. <laughs> yeah, what if I mean, what if the other is me? I mean, that's and that's real because a lot of times you could be that person. I could be that person and have no idea. What do you say? Well, probably if you are that person, you have no idea. Because, you know, we're talking about a a, a category of behavior here that the Bible refers to as the mocker or the fool. And they're the ones that are not aware, they don't have the capacity to look at their own behavior and say, I wonder how I'm affecting people. And so one way to think about this is why don't you, and I like to do this in all my key relationships. I used to do this with my kids all the time as they were growing up. We'd sit down at family meeting. And say, you know, okay, girls, so tell me how I'm doing. Hmm. What's it like to be on the other side of me? As your dad, you know? <laughs> well, that's a great question. What am I do- we, do, we do this every week. We, we go around the table. I, everybody would have to do it. And what am I doing that you like? What do you want me to do more of? So what am good. I doing that bugs you? I don't want to be that way. Hmm. Tell me. And so... You know, the best way, before there's a problem, go to the people close to you and say, I love you and I want to be the best friend or spouse or whatever that I can be. How am I doing? Tell me what you like that I do. Tell me what you want me to do more of. Tell me what you want me to not do and tell me what I could do that I'm not doing. And we should be taking input. And the Bible says that when you correct a wise person, they become better. And you're grateful that you got that. So A, start with that. B, if one person tells you you're a horse, you can laugh it off. If five do, then go buy a saddle. Because, you know, (laughs) if we're seeing a pattern in relationships, then... I'm the common denominator. Yeah. That's good. And if they keep calling you a horse's rear, get a bag. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Henry, I'm going to give you one more shot at something here. This has been so rich, by the way. Boom Crew, we're going to have a link here in a moment, and you are going to be able to get more resources. But what's the one thing that we haven't hit about boundaries that if if you were to be gone here today and we couldn't hear from you again, you got to say this one thing. What is it? You know, I would say that basically, you know, people say, why did Christ die? You know, love, forgiveness. If you go to Galatians 5, it says it is for freedom. Yes. That Christ has set us free. Boundaries are basically about establishing your God-given 
autonomy and freedom from others that leads to the fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control. Beautiful. So it's not freedom to hurt others. It's not freedom to, you know, be selfish and self-centered. It is to be free to make good stewardship choices over my time and energy and resources. Am I giving to the right people, the needy, the ones I love the most, the relationships I'm trying to delve in on, or am I giving to irresponsibility and controlling behavior by others in this because whatever you give to will increase. We are unfortunately running out of time. We want to make sure we get your final thought. You said you wanted to mention something about specifically about the holidays. Absolutely. Don't wake up January 1st and say, oh, didn't really do this holiday season what we wanted. Start now, have a vision for your time and energy. Write down your priorities, who you want to be with and who you want to spend the quality time with first. You know, boundaries on your spending, get all that first, get it done in your time first so you can have peace. And secondly, you're going to be in some gatherings, maybe with somebody that triggers you or you don't like or is hurtful or manipulative. Immunize yourself against that. Have a friend, a sibling always next to you when you have the conversation. Say, you know what? I know, Grandma, you want me to have kids by now, but this is holidays. I'm not talking about, you know, my family planning. Let's go do something else. And then that person say, let's go get some more eggnog and pull you out of the conversation if it's too hard for you. (laughs) That's good. Dr. Henry Cloud, uh, such a good, just rich conversation. He's got a full website that you're going to want to check out. If you want to connect with Dr. Henry Cloud, just text the word cloud to 312-274-9. 624 cloud to 312-274-9624. Need a wake-up call? We can help with that. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We got Young Thunder. We're, we is used loosely here. We, yes, birthday, we did. A birthday gift. No, I mean, this is how it works. <laughs> Super die goes shopping. Our morning show liaison. We flip her some cash from time to time. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So she went shopping for Young Thunder, and she found the ultimate T-shirt, Allie. It so is good. hilarious. It's a, a little uh, statement that we give him a hard time about. He one time said this, and it kind of lived on. I wear it as a grown. badge of honor. <laughs> Statistically <laughs> speaking. You got to see this T-shirt. Can we get this thing loaded up? Yeah, we'll get it uh, just a couple minutes. As soon right. as we get to a song, we'll get a picture and post it. All right, we got to get that up there. Also, we got a big giveaway coming up. Can we say who it is? Yeah, we can. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, we can. It's um, the Gaithers are coming to town. Yes. yes. And these guys, they sell it out. You want to get some details for us there, Super Die? I do. It's this Friday, tomorrow, December 8th. It's at Willow Creek Church, 7 o'clock. There in South Barrington, the Gaithers in town. <laughs> In a monster truck rally. That's right. As by Diana's voice. That's what I think. Sorry. That's great. And I'm announcing. Do it be again. there. I'm telling you, that's so classic. So good. Oh, when yeah, you, Gaithers, Hold it. When you started know. in radio, I'm not saying you're old, you're young, but when you started, they were doing that stuff. Oh, of course. Did you have to do that stuff? No. Unironically? Come oh, on. Okay. Did you ever no. do it? No. Mm-mm. I think it was more of the male voices. To be honest, that's true. They carry that they were way sort over of, the top. Everybody yeah. wanted to be Wolfman Jack back yeah. in right, the day. Right, right. Very disturbing. <laughs>
Okay, so coming up, we get some Gaither tickets. Should we wait? Yeah, let's wait yeah. a little bit. Yes. Okay. But in this half hour, we get some Gaither tickets for you, and we got a bunch of these things. We do. We do have a bunch of To give away. We're <laughs> not going to give away the whole farm right now, but no. we got them. By the way, how great is George Beverly Shea? He's good. We've been enjoying him, especially with the Christmas Some of the season. Christmas classics. Yeah, I love he's... this guy. Yeah. Tell the story, Allie, about George Bev. You tell the story. <laughs> Like, Sorry about that. Like, um, I think it's best you told say it by so you. much better. Yes. Okay, listen, George Beverly Shea worked here at Moody Bible. Yes, yes I don't know the full backstory. Well, though. the whole, the, it's not a lot to it, except that he was sitting in his corner office in Kroll Hall on the 10th floor in the corner office where uh, an old colleague, Danny Nugent, used to office up. I don't oh, know who's right, yeah. up there oh, that's now. that's right, yeah. In that very office. And I walked in, I heard the story, and I'm like, he was here. And Billy walked through that door right there, Billy Graham. And he said, George Beverly Shea, would you come minister with me? And the rest is history. The Crusades. And uh, what a guy. What a guy. And finished so strong in life, guys. Yeah. One of the sweetest things, moments I ever had with my dad was being in Alaska in a kind of a week-long prep for Billy Graham coming for a crusade in Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. And... They had some of the guys, Cliff Barrows and uh, George Beverly Shea, were at the final kind of warm-up night for this event. A lot of the leader training, because they were really intentional on helping counsel people that are giving their lives to Jesus. And George Beverly Shea started to sing, and I think he was singing How Great Thou Art that night. And oh, uh, I wasn't following Jesus. I went along because Dad just really... Yeah. Asked if we could go do that together. Yeah. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. And I look up and my dad's just got tears just streaming down his face. That was man. his favorite song, right? Yeah, his favorite song. Yeah. Ah, oh, goodness sakes, I'm going to cry right now. Oh. Mm. It's been harder in the last couple of weeks losing my dad than it was when I lost him. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's the holidays. Yeah, they'll, and they'll do that. It's hard. I'm sorry. Got a question for you, Boom Crew. Who is the person that's most impacted your life spiritually who has gone on to his reward or her reward? Think about that a second. What person has most impacted your life spiritually who has gone on to his or her reward? I know my wife's answer to that one. Named our daughter after her. Oh, okay. Muriel Cook. Yeah. I don't even have to call my wife. Right, babe? Who has most impacted you spiritually who's gone on to their reward? This is an important thing. It's important. You might not have ever met them. I'd say a close second for my bride is probably Elizabeth Elliot. Now my bride got to spend some time with Elizabeth Elliot. They were actually, she and her husband were part of the Family Life Speaker team, kind of encouragement, pastoral team that would come and encourage us as speakers. And what a woman of God. Oh, my goodness. But what do you say, Boom Crew? I'd love to get those names from you. They might not even, it might be an uncle that I've never met. I will never know. But who's that person who has most impacted you, he or her, who's no longer with us? Give us a call on this one, 312-274-9624. Phone lines officially open. Who's that person who's most impacted you, your spiritual life, who's no longer here? 312-274-9624. 
discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. What do you say, guys? Love to get a phone call or two. Who has most impacted your life spiritually who has gone on to their reward? 312-274-9624. Getting a lot of feedback here online for sure, but... Who is that? Who has most impacted your life? Who has gone on to their reward? Superdye, what do you say? Pastor Donald Cole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually, Radio guy, man. Morning show guy. Radio pastor. Well, no, not a morning show. Oh, he, he wasn't morning? Uh, he was hosting, um, that was Bob Murphin, who's my second. Oh, yeah, Bob they're, Murphin. They're, they're, they're up there together. But uh, Pastor Donald Cole, he was Moody Radio Pastor. Uh, we kind of labeled him a little bit, but he hosted Open Line in the evenings for over about 25 Did years. Did he really? Wow. Yeah. And uh, what a heart. He and his wife, Naomi, I mean, major missionary, worked through Angola, through Africa. He traveled even late into his life. He loved going there, but it's Pastor great. Donald Cole yeah, and his wife, dude. Naomi. Great yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Taking your calls, 312-274-9624. Who is that person who is most impacted your life, but they're no longer here. They've gone on to their reward. Could be family member, could be a pretty high profile leader. It could be someone that you've never met before. 312-274-9624-312-274-9624. couple cool answers coming in on a text message, 2885. It says, my junior high Sunday school teacher, Ann Blackwell, uh, the 1565, for me, it was Pastor Dan Orloft and Mrs. Boris from Christian Fellowship Church in Itasca. Aww. 1432 says Rich Mullins. I went to his last concert at a little church before he passed with a, uh, with a youth group guy who I had just gotten back in touch with, Rich Mullins. That's good stuff. Wow. Christian in Chicago, what do you say, my man? <laughs> good morning, guys. Um, so I, uh, I had a grandmother... Um, who's on with the, to be with the Lord now. And um, she, all all my life, uh, she served the Lord. And, and when I had the opportunity to go to college, downtown Chicago at 18, I had nowhere to go, but she said, bring him here. And she was notorious for bringing people into her house who would then become ministers. So I was nervous moving in with her because I didn't want to be a minister per se, but wanted to be a rapper and, 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 and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> um, so I knew this was going to be a conflict of interest. So living with her um, changed my life. Um, she was a widow, but God took care of her. And I remember waking up one time at three in the morning and I just hear footsteps in front of my door back and forth. And it was her praying over me. And it was her praying over me. Wow. And I was so and I was so scared because I'm like, what are you what is she doing? Like but You were scared because you, know, you were gonna get busted by the Holy Ghost <laughs> is what you were scared about. Man, oh, Christian. And, and one day one day she brought the church over to pray and, and she asked if I wanted to stay and I said, Oh, I'm gonna go for a walk and she told me, You can't run from God. And that broke me down, man. Oh, wow. Christian. Wow. What a great woman, that's, huh? That's awesome. Man. Christian, thanks for sharing that. It takes a big man to share that. That's really cool. Christian, right here in Chicago. Don in Chicago, what do you say? I say that the person that has most most impacted my life 
with my mother. Her name was Georgia Jones Purdue. And uh, she was a woman of prayer. She was a woman of, um, and I would, that we would, I would typically wake up in the morning and see her on her knees. She's fallen asleep and she has two things next to her. She has a pad and she has a Bible. Um, and this was something that I saw often. And my mom died when I was about, um, when I was 19 years old. And so she never got an opportunity to really see us really flourish uh, in God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, spiritually, yeah. But um, just those visions, I used to think she was a weak woman. I, w- I was like, I never want to be like her yeah. because I would... I was like, oh, she, but I understand now yes. as an adult that, <laughs> that, that meekness, uh, you know, she could have, it's easy to go off on people, um, but she was, <laughs> yeah, she really, and so she didn't leave us a lot of money, but this, this, this uh, heritage of faith and introducing us to Jesus Christ uh, was just the most remarkable Boom. thing you can do for your child. Boom. You know, it's, uh, Donna, you are so right on, I mean, Listen, she's 2 Corinthians 12. In our weakness, he is strong. I know. When you get raised up around people that are strong in the faith, you're like, man, I don't want to be like that. And then you look a little bit deeper and go, wow, they actually have substance. Yeah, I want to be exactly like that. Yeah. How about a mom falling asleep on her knees, slumped over on, on the side with a pad of paper and a Bible? How about a grandma who's pacing at 3 a.m. quietly outside the door of the bedroom of grandson? Come on! Are you kidding me? Woo! New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, guys, uh, we're off and running here. And, uh, Alan, go ahead. Well... Carl, oh, you know, we usually come out of a song and we tell you the name of the song and the artist who sang it. And do you guys remember the time he said that was uh, Michael W. Smith? Do I? I've got proof. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) Michael W. Smith. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. good. It's so good, man. Always gets me is that he tried to keep it going. Well, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Sit there and go. Michael W. Smith. Yes, it is. Okay, we heard it. Yes, it It is. is. (laughs) And then you just did that with Kane. Michael W. Smith. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Not be funny, so right? <laughs> right? Ellie thinks it's funny, and so do we. You know we got to get Michael W. Smith in here oh. for no other reason to play that for to him. Play that for oh, him. Boy. I would really. In love fact, that. get so funny. I know a guy that can get him on here. Okay. Oh, so okay. let's get him that in would here. Be great. We need to oh, get him hilarious. in here before Christmas hits. And I that, would love to We got to play that for him. <laughs> yes. I think he will howl. So good. Oh yes. Michael W. Smith. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, boy. The gift that keeps yes, it on is. giving. That one, we've been using that one for years oh. now. This was probably two years this ago. Three. Might have even been pre COVID. It this might, might have, have been. been like a 2019 yeah. thing. It might have been. Yeah, because we were in cold. Oh. 
obviously did not have a mask on, that's for sure, because it was loud and clear. (laughs) (laughs) Michael W. Uh, Smith. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. So good. So funny. So good. (sighs) Uh, But not to be outdone, there's a quackerific in here. Oh, boy. And a little combo. That's right. We got Allie as a duck. Quack. And then we've got Allie... Uh, singing Whitney. How do I know? If you pair them together. How do I know? Quack. Or you've got a flock of alley. Quack, 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 quack. So great. Uh, <laughs> do you remember how that came about, though? <sighs> yeah, uh, no. it was after sports. Carl said, Allie, do a duck impression. Um, did I? And then you happened? did it. Yeah, he literally just asked you to do Can't a duck impression. It. It's one of those rare times. And then you, the, uh, you surprisingly agreed, I so we took the audio. I with your wild wingnut request. Yeah. Just wingnut. quack like a duck. <laughs> Jonathan, always, he's up for that stuff. That's right. We don't usually save audio of me doing things, because they'll just ask me to do stuff on the spot, and I'll do and it. And he just I mean, uh, readily Jonathan, complies. I, mean, just, I asked him to do a gyro spyro dance here early this morning That's he right. got up and he about threw his I back out it. i mean and nobody and none of you even saw it i basically just did that for carl yeah it was it a was real great. blessing it was really good <laughs> all right we got a question for you this half hour and it's a fun one i've been more emotional about losing my dad in the last couple of weeks than i even was right after his passing i don't know why that is a little delayed yeah thing I think grief is like that sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you hit dad. Christmas. Holidays, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's my dad. He was uh, he dressed up as Santa. Oh. Freaked out all the kids. <laughs> he, he, he did it upright. We lived on a lake house in uh, just outside of Anchorage, Alaska. Dad and I built our house on a lake. And at the set time on Christmas Eve, dad would have to go somewhere to do something. Most kids thought he went to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, with the spotlights out on the deck, shining down the steps down on our dock and out onto a frozen lake, here came Santa. And oh. my mom would always stand up and goes, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so and, fun. And, oh. here he, and the grandkids, their eyes are like saucers. Oh, oh Sure. That's and cool. here'd come dad, and I mean a full-on suit. That is, I don't know if you've ever shared that story before. No. no. He'd come walking in, full-on Santa suit. That's so fun. Beautiful Santa beard. Sweet. And he'd come in, ho, ho, ho. Because he had that deep sort oh, of. deep voice. Baritone voice anyway. And he, he, oh man, these kids, that was like. I, I never saw eyeballs that big in my life. Oh, what a moment. And then he'd have a gift for each of them. And then he'd walk back out, walk out onto the lake, and they'd be waving goodbye to Santa. He'd walk back out on the lake. Yeah. And then the, the lights, moment. then my mom would dim the spots on the lake. <laughs> and then dad would come scrambling back in. He'd sit Did I down, miss anything? And then the grandkids <laughs> like, Grandpa, Santa came. You missed it. <laughs> Oh my god. It's amazing. Oh, so good. Wow. How beautiful. What a memory. That's really cute. Pretty cool stuff. Very. So it brings to mind who impacted your life the most spiritually? Who's no longer with us? 
could be a close family friend, could be a dad, could be a mom, aunt, uncle, could be a mentor, could be someone you never met, but because of their teaching, because of their influence in your life, you're never going to be the same. Michael and Valpo, what do you say, my man? Yeah, that would uh, be my father-in-law, Ed, um, Ed Waynes. He's um, a high, former high school teacher, and he retired after that, but he didn't quit working. I mean, he was doing a lot of other things. He drove a school bus for a while, and, hmm. and then when he uh, got a little too old for that, you know, he was, still found something to do that kept him going. Um, so cool. But he was, um, he was very impactful in the lives of a lot of people. You might not think that from just a quiet, quiet guy who, who didn't seem to be too um, much for putting himself out there, but he was. He introduced me into uh, evangelism explosion. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. And we, I went around places with him on that. And um, he and his wife had done uh, some missionary work before, and then uh, earlier in their lives, and then uh, he had, after he had uh, retired, and maybe even before he retired. I know he went on some uh, short-term mission trips and did some building in places places like Haiti and whatever. Um, Quite but a guy. He, um, he was impactful to me because I never had a father figure. I grew up without one, and he became um, my my father figure as well as a spiritual mentor. That's so sweet, That's bro. Really cool. Michael, how old are you now? I'm going to be 69 in January. Pretty cool to have a man like that in your life, wasn't it, Michael? Oh, it was. It was because um, I I didn't have a, a father in my life since not regularly since I was about three. Mm. That leaves a hole, but man, if you can get a man that'll jump in there and fill that gap, Katie, bar the door, look out. He must have loved you so well. That's oh, so he cool. did. He, he was a great guy. That's true. I miss him, but I'm one thing I'm glad for is that we'll see him again. Yeah, you sure will, man. Mm. Michael, stay on the horn. I feel like giving you Carlin Crew prize pack. I don't know why, but I, I think it. I love your father-in-law so much. You're getting one. Oh. So stay on the horn here, oh. okay? Merry Christmas, sure. Michael. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, boy. Oh, for crying out loud. That was a precious call. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios, this is Carlin Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Countdown to going under the tree. Now's the time to get your name in the hat. There's a hat, and it's a big hat. It and is. it doesn't have your name in it yet. How do we do that, Allie? <laughs> Fix it. Man. You need to fix it, Allie. Yeah, yeah they're hanging me out there like well. summer sausage. <laughs> Carl, normally you give me more cues. <laughs> Text the word Christmas. Uh-huh. Falling apart in here. Christmas to 312 274 9624. Just looking at him like, uh, is it my turn? Christmas to 312 274 9624. It's always your turn, Allie. My turn. Speaking of your turn, she wanted to have a little fun at my expense. Yeah, she did. Well, you know, when you end a song and you say the name of the artist, like the radio thing, you say the artist and the name, and sometimes it goes a little sideways. <laughs> it did for Carl. Michael W. Smith. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so good. He tried we'll to recover it. Old. It's so tried good. Tried to recover it. Yes, <laughs> And Allie, you think she could let that go? I couldn't. No. I, I had, no, she couldn't let that go. No. 
I had a split second where I thought, do I just roll with it or do I call him out? Call him out, 100% call him out. <laughs> Michael W. Smith. Yes, it is. Yes, so it good. is. <laughs> That's yes, so is. bad, man. We got to get him on just for the purpose just of playing so that. Oh, my goodness. You know that's caught someone else out there. Yes. You just got to wait for the song to end. Got to wait for it to end. That's the lesson learned. Oh, boy. Going to the phone lines, asking something that's really sweet. Who's most impacted your life? Who's gone on to their reward? John, Crown Point, what do you say, my man? Hi, Carl. Um, I'd have to say it was my dad. Um, I recently thought about this. Uh, my mom passed away last week. Sorry, man. And, uh, That's hard. I appreciate it. Uh, and I used to see him studying every night. He'd come home from work, and after supper, him and my mother would sit down in their chairs, and he'd be studying scripture. And on my 21st birthday, he gave me a Bible. And... Uh, he knew that, you know, as an adult, I'm going to have to make my own choice. Yeah. And no matter how good of an example and how well they taught, they knew it was, uh, they were humble enough to know that, you know, it's my choice. And uh, uh, he was a big part in my saving grace. Yeah, isn't that sweet, man? What a great dude. What's, really his, cool. what's, what, what's his name? Uh, John, that's great, man. What a great dad. Wow. He must have yeah. been, he must have just been a sweet dude, man. Don't you know he gave you that Bible with prayers? Just it was wrapped in prayers, bro. Don't you know it, John? Oh, yeah, that's so cool. John, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate that. You know what? Stay on the horn, giving you Carl and Crew prize back. Merry Christmas. We're giving away these things left and right yeah. in here. It feels, feels good, yeah. Uh, let's get in. Let's get in one more here. Jonathan Cedar Lake. What do you say? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I just wanted to take the time to celebrate the lives of my grandparents, Jerry and Joyce Cinema. Hmm. Um, they they both passed last year um, <clears throat> after a long battle with Alzheimer's, and um, yeah, they both passed just after Christmas a year ago. I'm sorry, man. Um, appreciate that but they were so influential to me and to those in their community and church uh, they served faithfully at Roseland Christian Ministries uh, they were longtime lifelong listeners of Moody they just loved always 6 a.m. and then after I got home from school they helped raise me and you know at 3 p.m. Moody was on always always listening and uh, just speaking truth into my life and they really helped me become the man I am today. Wow. It's a sweet thing, Jonathan. Merry Christmas, bro. Stay on the horn. Don't go away. We're giving away prize packs Another today. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta give away prize packs. Merry Christmas, everybody. You know, Christmas is an interesting time, but hope has come. You know, a lot of times we go through tough seasons in our life. Here's the great thing about Jesus. He's been there. 
He's been here. Yeah. He's been here. Hey, this is Bart Miller from Mercy Me, and you're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings on Moody Radio Chicago. Why did everything go dark in the studio? Because our amazing manager, Matt McNeely, accidentally leaned backwards onto the lights. Oh, okay. There we go. It's, They're coming like, on now. We're back. Only to illuminate a brand new shirt that Young Thunder has on. What shirt? New shirt day it's today. It's so good. It's, it's my new Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A Christmas sweater. Christmas sweater. Chick-fil-A and it's got my name on the back like a jersey. Turn around. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, well, that might have to be loud. tomorrow. We already have his other shirt up <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, new shirt day today. He's doing He's outfit great, changes. Great new clothes. Statistically speaking. <laughs> I've got two new shirts. Two new shirts, statistically speaking. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I know. It's that awesome. so cute. That's, That's great. great. Thanks, whoever put this on my chair while I was out of here. I appreciate it. It comes with a bottle of K.O. Pectate to boot, so that's great. What is K.O. Pectate? Young Thunder? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm not going to ask that question. I retract the question. You don't want to ask. (laughs) Let's move move on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's so many puns going through my head right now. Okay. Resist. resist. I'm going to resist. Okay, so here we go, guys. It's time to go under the tree, and we're going to go Facebook Live. How are we doing Facebook Live? How? I mean, Well, you click a button. How do we do that, Ellie? No, no, I, I feel like Carl keeps wrong. setting me up today. Sorry, yeah. We're, 12 Days of Christmas. We are now ready for our call-in winner. We're going to be going on Facebook Live momentarily, just Carl and Crew Mornings. You will find us there. Let's go for caller number 42 today. Woo. Caller work for 42 it. is going to be our winner, along with an online winner yet to be announced 312-274-9624. 312-274-9624. See you on Facebook Live right now. Yeah, we got a dev there, partridge in that pear tree. It's 12 days Christmas, and we are ready to rumble here, Allie. We are. We've been doing this. Uh, that We are on day six, each day opening a gift that is gifted to two individuals. One is our call-in winner, and then the same prize goes to our online winner. We don't have a call-in winner yet because Allie asked for caller number 342, so it <laughs> takes us a while to get through them. Actually, our student caller, our call screener, Caleb, did an awesome job, and we've got our winner ready we to go. We got our winner? Yeah, ready to go. Kelly from Valpo! Yes. What do you say, Kelly? Carl! Hi! Way to go. You're the winner winner, chicken dinner. What do you think about that? Well, I am super excited. Thank you so much. Guess what? You got the perfect <laughs> prize picker going for you underneath the tree. She's going right. to grab it. Super die. Yes. you want to talk to Kelly right now? Hi, Kelly. Hoosier. Yes. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hoosier. Super die. How are you? Pick okay. a good one. I, I will. Pick will. a good one. <laughs> big box. Don't screw it up, <laughs> Super die. No pressure. Big box or big bag, Kelly? Um, Let's. Do big box. Okay, big hang box. tight. Gotta hang that tight. That's a great okay, choice. That's a great choice. I think, in all honesty, all of them are great there, choices. There are. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Ooh. here oh, comes Diana are. with your big box. Oh, she got you. Rash. She got you a good bundle. There's two big boxes big in there. Bow. Nice bow. I know it's pretty. Let me have that. Uh, I need that for home. Number, number three. Number three. Fragile. Oh, fragile. <laughs> I'm like, careful over there, Super Die. Okay, that's good to know. All right, all right here we go. All right, here Kelly, go. as go, Diana Kelly. is unwrapping your present, here is what you've won. Christmas okay. is best spent with friends and oh, family. Okay. 
Use this custom WMBI 90.1 FM Moody Radio charcuterie board and a set of soda glasses with bamboo lids and glass straws to kick off the Christmas party. Whether it's a cozy evening with friends or a more formal gathering, this gift provides the perfect backdrop for creating memorable moments. We'd love to see you using your charcuterie board in action. Tag us on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know how you're using it and how you're enjoying it. Kelly, Ooh. Merry Ooh. Christmas to you. Be careful with this. Okay, right, so hold it. Is that a customized board? Yeah, that's a customized. I'm, I'm it's a, really careful. It is a. Uh, pull that Ooh. thing out. Moody <laughs> Radio <laughs> Chicago charcuterie <laughs> board. Be really careful. What's uh, great is it's got it. ham and yeah. cheese laid out all over it already. <laughs> no, it does. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it doesn't. This oh, is really cool. Whoa. whoa. And Kelly, you Kelly, are, you're taking home this gift along with. Gretchen P. from Round Lake. Gretchen wins as well. Yes. Gretchen is also getting this same gift. Guys, this is beautiful. Yes. Now, hey, Gretchen. Now, this. Kelly, now, uh, Gretchen, you could say, our promotional director came in here and made sure to show me this. You could say, you guys won a charmuterie board. Don't say that. <laughs> It's beautiful. You are it's something else. Really beautiful. Carl's hey, mad. The at me only, for the, it. no, I'm fine. But the the only the only thing I'm thinking about, Kelly, is uh, you got to have us all over to try this set. No, That's I'm right. kidding oh. you, Kelly. Oh, it's a so date. Beautiful. I would love that. Oh, That's this really is cool. come on over. This is we, super. We love to have people over. This is going to be perfect oh, good. for a small group. Oh totally, yeah, totally. Oh, we're so thankful for that. That's great. Yeah. Well, I love it. Congrats, you, Kelly. You congrats. And then who's Thank uh, you so much. Yes. Who again is our online winner? Our online winner today is Gretchen P from Round Lake, who also gets the same little prize pack along with Kelly. Big cheer. Big Merry cheer. Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Make sure that your name is in so that we can pull your name out of the hat so you can be a winner as well. We have six days to go, six prizes more to open. Text the word Christmas to 312 274 9624. Text Christmas to 312-274-9624. That wrapping paper is officially not reusable. No. That is gone. <laughs> you have to tear but open the a ribbon, present. the ri- you're right. The I love your spirit. Reused. Yes, Good the stuff. beautiful. Well, if you've been on Facebook Live, we're going to sign off. But Merry Christmas to everyone. We love you guys from the bottom of our heart, all of you. Merry Christmas. Santa Kerr. White Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Good gifts. Great gifts. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this show cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.